Welcome to the Doomsday Bunker Podcast. Your weekly program will be discussing topics such as conspiracy theories, movie theories, and disaster situations. So make sure you're secure in your bunker, and let's start the show. Welcome to the Doomsday Bunker Podcast. My name is Joseph, and I am the host of this podcast. Each and every week, we discuss topics such as conspiracy theories, movie theories, and disaster situations. And this week's episode is about Elvis and whether or not he is still alive with us today. But before we start the episode, if you're enjoying this podcast, please give it a like, a follow, a share on whatever platform you're using, and please tell your friends and family about it to help grow the channel. But without further ado, let's start the episode. As I said, this week's episode will be the conspiracy theory about Elvis, whether or not he faked his death due to the stress of being in the public eye. But before we get too far, just in case you don't know who Elvis is, one, I don't know if I've ever met anybody who doesn't know who Elvis is. Maybe you're not a fan, but at least you know about him. He is the king of rock and roll. He is one of the most prolific singers, performers, and even an actor. His music and his legacy spans all the way today. He's still very popular in pop culture and just in the music world in general. He was born in 1935. He died in 1977, unfortunately, at the very young age of 42. Like I said, his legend lives on through his music. You can also visit his home in Memphis. It's a tourist attraction. All in all, if you know who Elvis is, which I'm guessing 90% of you are, you know what we're going to be talking about today. So this episode was inspired by the fact that I went to see the new Elvis movie that recently came out. I would recommend it to anybody. Like I said, Elvis fans, I'm sure you would love it. And if you're not really that big of an Elvis fan, I still think it's good for just the music and the cinematography in general. But the conspiracy theory we're going to talk about is whether or not Elvis actually passed away. A lot of people believe that Elvis didn't die in 1977, he actually just faked his own death so he could get out of the spotlight and just enjoy his life and start a family in the privacy of his own home, which he's always wanted to do because when he was out in the public, yes, he liked making music and liked seeing his fans, but he was also very lonely. He was very anxious about constantly being in the spotlight. And after a while, he just wanted to get out of the public side and just have a private life. A few more things about Elvis. He married... Priscilla Wagner in 1967, and then soon after they had their first and Elvis's only daughter, Lisa, in 1968. And then as I mentioned, he passed away in 1977 due to a heart attack from what is led to believe his drug addiction that he had throughout his career. And not only when Elvis passed away was everybody hurt and shocked, the whole world was just in awe that he was 42 years old and he died in his bathroom at his Graceland home. And not only did the world lose someone they felt like really got them through his music and stuff like that, some people might have also said that they lost kind of a sex symbol of the rock and roll era because of the way he would swing his hips and how he would make women swoon while he was performing. With that being said, people then, and even still people now, can't really get over the fact that someone who was so graceful and stylish, someone named the king, would die in such a bad fashion, really, on his bathroom floor. And so a lot of people believe that since he did come out saying that he felt so lonely sometimes and 
being on the road was hard, touring and doing all these movies and stuff, that he wanted to get back to a simpler life that he faked his death. Now with this conspiracy theory, there are quite a few things that people find odd that have happened leading up to when his body was found, and then up until he was buried and laid to rest and his headstone was made. A lot of people were standing outside of Graceland when it was happening, or before they knew it was happening, but they were out there taking pictures. A lot of people would just stand outside the gates because obviously they were fans of Elvis. They were hoping to maybe see him come out or maybe catch him as he's driving away, maybe get some autographs or something. It was the 50s. A lot of people liked him throughout the 70s, and then when he passed away, people were still in love with him. But a lot of people said that they saw a black helicopter land in his backyard hours before his body was found and before he was pronounced dead. So a lot of people point to this first clue as that helicopter landing and then leaving within a couple of minutes shows that they had brought in a body double or maybe a wax figure and they planted the body to make it look like it was Elvis that had died and Elvis got into the helicopter and got out of the way so that he could just go and live his normal life. People wouldn't know the difference because, again, he was very rich. He had a lot of people that he knew. He had a lot of friends he could call in favors. So maybe, again, they found someone that looked like him or a wax figure where they could create almost an exact replica of him, put him on the ground, let him leave in peace before anybody knew what happened and he could start a new life, start a new family, and just start over and live the life he wanted to live before he actually passes away. Now another clue or another piece of evidence that people point to is when Elvis's funeral was happening, they had a private session where it could just be friends and family to come see the casket, see the body, pay their respects, and kind of just mourn in private before they open it up to the public. And then there's a bunch of people, reporters, everything else. It would have been a big chaos, big moment. So they had just family and friends, and his manager, Colonel Tom Parker, came to the visitation in a button-down short sleeve shirt and brown shorts smoking a cigar. And to everybody else, when you look at that, that's not something you wear to a funeral, especially someone who trusted you and really, really cared about you and you've been with his entire music career and quite honestly, most of his life. A good friend like that would come dressed in a suit, maybe some nicer clothes than just that, and pay his respects. But Colonel Parker even refused to see the casket. And a lot of people point to this evidence as he didn't want to see the casket because he knew Elvis wasn't actually dead. So why put on a show? Why put on all these fake tears when he knows his client and his friend is still alive, don't need to put up a charade? Another piece of evidence that people look to when they're looking at Colonel Parker is the fact that during the visitation, he walked up to Elvis's dad and started talking to him about getting Elvis's likeness and getting the rights to his music so he can keep putting it out and keep making money for himself. Now, I don't know about you and how you grieve. People grieve in a lot of different ways, and grieving can make people really act out or really weird and kind of emotional, and their emotions aren't necessarily on par to how you think they would be. And so a lot of people say that he was just trying to take care of Elvis's family now that Elvis is gone, but really people point to this evidence because it's just weird that at your colleagues and at your friend's funeral, you corner his dad making him sign a piece of paper saying that you want Elvis's songs, Elvis's likeness, so you can continue 
to push out his product even though he's gone and you're not really letting his family take time to grieve. And really, as you'll tell throughout this, Tom Parker, Colonel Parker, was Elvis's good friend, but he really doesn't act like it. And like I said, in the movie, the brand new movie that just came out, he is depicted as the bad guy. And some people say that Colonel Tom Parker is the reason that Elvis died because they didn't get him the help he needed. And he just kept running him ragged with all of these tours and all of this stuff because he had a gambling problem. But on top of the weirdness with Colonel Parker, a lot of other people say when they came to see the casket that it looked like the body was perspiring. And really, when you pass away, obviously you don't sweat, you don't produce liquid of any kind that resolves in perspiration on the forehead. And another thing that people think happened was he was a wax figure, and since it's so hot in Tennessee... It wasn't perspiration on the brow. It was the wax figures starting to melt and deform because of a lot of other things that the family members said about Elvis, one of which was he didn't quite look right. It looked like the eyebrows were pasted on and the nose was kind of crooked. And if he did use a wax figure to try and fake his death and make people believe that Elvis is actually there, it would look weird because, one, wax doesn't stay in the right position, especially if it's hot. Secondly, you're not always going to be proportionate or you're going to make things look very real if it's wax because you put it together. Obviously, you got to paste that hair somewhere. The real actual reason the funeral home gave was that they were trying to keep Elvis's hair perfectly pristine and trying to keep him looking good because, again, that's what he wanted. He took a lot of pride in how he looks and how he presents himself in public, and so that could have been some hair product that had spilled from his hair while they were trying to brush it. Or it could have been some other kind of product is what they were trying to say was the wetness and perspiration on his face. Another piece of evidence from the funeral that people pull is the testimony that his cousin gave that's supposed to be a pallbearer for Elvis saying that the casket was unusually heavy to where when he lifted it, it made his knees buckle. Now, Elvis was a very luxurious man. He liked to spend his money on a lot of things. And obviously, if he's the king of rock and roll, when he finally did pass away, you would think that he would want a little bit nicer casket. But when Elvis passed away, it is said that he was only 250 pounds. And a casket can be heavy, but not as heavy as they were saying it was, which was about 900 pounds. And even with five or six pallbearers, that's still really heavy for the portion that you have to carry. Another explanation that conspiracy theorists say was that since it was a wax figure, or they believed that it was a wax figure inside of that casket, they had to have some kind of air cooling or air conditioner inside of the casket to keep it from melting and melting away and everybody that wasn't involved in the scheme of trying to get Elvis out of the public light. They had to make it believable, and if it was a wax figure and it just melted right there in the middle of the procession, that would have been scary on a whole nother level. One, because people don't just melt. And two, then all of the family members will be hurt and will still mourn the fact that they don't know where their beloved family member is. Plus, they were left out of the loop, so they'd be hurt. But people believe that the reason why it was so heavy was because they had to have some kind of cooling agent so that the wax figure wouldn't melt and so that they could get it safely to the burial site without anybody knowing that it was a wax figure. And the last piece of evidence that people pull from this whole situation is that on Elvis's tombstone, it reads Elvis Aaron Presley. Now, his middle name comes from his twin brother, who unfortunately, when they were born, 
was stillborn, so his family named him his middle name Aaron after his brother to try and kind of remember him. And people realized that on his headstone, Aaron was spelled A-A instead of just 1-A, which is how it was spelled. So people think that his father couldn't bring himself to put his son's full name, his son's correct name, on the headstone because he's not actually dead and he didn't really want to have that image in his mind of seeing what his actual son's gravestone would be. So he kind of threw in an extra A as like a escape for himself so he didn't have to feel guilty that one, he's lying to people, and two, he's actually seeing what his son's headstone would look like. So with this conspiracy theory, I'm conflicted because there's certain parts of it that could be believable or that are very suspicious to how it would actually work or if it actually happened. Like I said, people saw the helicopter come down, land, and leave. No one really knew what. They didn't see any people. They didn't see anything come out of it. So they don't really know why that helicopter just landed. People claim that they did see Elvis walk out of the back door, but that's also not been documented, nor has there been any really documentation on the whole thing whatsoever. There's one photo out there, but it has since been proven that it's been doctored because the front hedges in front of Graceland has been cut down below the windows, and that's how they're cut now because it's a tourist attraction. And like I said, people can go see it, but back then they were higher up to cover the windows. And so that's how people know that it was doctored because he didn't cut them that low, nor did he have anybody cut them that low. And with that being said, the helicopter could just have been put in there. Now, there has been other eyewitnesses claiming that they saw the helicopter, but they didn't see much else. So we don't really know if it was just one of his more powerful friends coming to see him before his untimely death or if he really did leave. On top of that, some of the other things that I do find weird and believable, like I said, the outfit that Colonel Tom Parker wore and just his attitude all around during the funeral was kind of weird. Because again, when you've been with someone for almost over 20 years and you've been going to shows together, traveling, doing his bookings, keeping the money together, you know, sending cards, whatever, you would think that someone builds a connection like that where they would want to say goodbye to their good friend and also not bombard their grieving dad who is looking at his dead son and trying to grieve and process how he has lost his wife in the past and now he's lost his son. And instead, the last thing on his mind would be, let me sign a contract to give away some of my rights that my son had to this guy who just wants to continue making money. I find that very weird, not only because, like I said, one, on a personal level, on a humane level, that's just not the time to be doing something like that. If he wanted to do it, he could have done it after. That would have been more acceptable. And two, just the fact that he kept denying to see the casket, it's just a little weird to me. But the thing that makes it not very believable for me is, again, I understand Elvis wanted to do what he could to try and have a better life and have a more secluded life. Because when you become a rock star, everybody wants to be famous until you start to get the pressures of either taking care of somebody else with all of that money that you're making or the fact that you really don't get privacy anymore. Everybody wants to know what you're doing, why you're doing it, and getting pictures of you. That can be a lot for somebody. But what I don't understand about it is he wouldn't leave his nine-year-old daughter, who was nine at the time when he passed away, to go start a different family. One, you can't clue in that nine-year-old on the secret 
One, that's a pretty big secret, and I really don't think a nine-year-old would be able to keep from telling people that her dad is still alive. Secondly, he talked about all the time how he loved his daughter, he doted on her, and the fact to just leave her, start a whole new family, get a whole new life, get a whole new wife, I don't really think that that would be something that he would do. And the last thing that kind of stumps me about this whole thing is just how heavy the casket was. I was a pallbearer once. I know how heavy it is, but again, 900 pounds is a ridiculous high number for a casket, even if he was a little overweight and it was the most luxurious casket. I don't think it be could be that heavy. And also, the headstone, spelling his name wrong, one, I know mistakes can happen, but I just feel like you need to proofread and make sure before they put it on the casket, because I feel like that could just be disrespectful, that you're not really taking the time to finish the process of burying somebody that you loved and making sure that they're remembered for who they are because their name is spelled wrong. So with that, it kind of puts me on the fence because like I said, I could believe the first part. Can't really believe that he would start a family and leave his old family. And then the whole funeral business just kind of leaves me stuck in the middle. So overall, with this conspiracy theory, I would love to believe that Elvis is still alive out there living his best life having a great time with what success he's had and just remembering that and telling his kids that. But I'm going to leave it up to you guys because I can't really make a decision just by like what I said. Some I believe, some I don't, and some I really can't figure out whether I believe or not. The next conspiracy theory that people talk about Elvis still being alive comes from the fact that there's a preacher named Bob Joyce in Arkansas who sounds and looks a lot like Elvis. Now people say... This is where Elvis went after he faked his death because Bob Joyce likes to sing while he's preaching and while he's doing his sermons and he has a guitar slung over his back and can play fairly well like Elvis did, has some of his movements and people say that he looks similar to Elvis but also he's had some plastic surgery and he's put in some colored contacts to try and hide some of his features so that one, People can't find out that he is Elvis. And two, this is part of the whole relocating, changing his look, trying to get a different life aspect. People have approached Bob and asked him, and, you know, articles have come up to him and asked him, and he has refuted the fact that he is not Elvis, which a lot of people say, obviously, if you're Elvis, you're not just going to come out and be like, yep, you found me. I'm Elvis. I've been alive this whole time. And another thing that people don't really see that I find is a glaring problem with this conspiracy theory is that Bob is 64. At this time, Elvis would have been somewhere in his 80s. And so not only is he 20 years younger, but also there's plenty of records that Bob has been around the same time Elvis, or at least during Elvis's time being alive. So there's no way that Elvis made up this brand new person, changed his look and everything when he's got birth certificate, he's got a family, he's got all of this credential that he's been around either during Elvis's time or thereafter to where people say that that doesn't really matter because Elvis had just bought this guy's likeness and this guy's name. So they moved this guy somewhere else where he wherever he wants to live or you know give him some type of monetary value so that elvis can change his look but also still be a preacher because elvis had talked about when he was alive that that was one of the things that he would do since he grew up 
Catholic that if he wasn't going to be a pop star, he was going to be a preacher. And so people think that one, Elvis got some plastic surgery, threw in some contacts, and got to do his other dream job of being a preacher and living outside of the spotlight. Like I said, he could have gotten plastic surgery. That's not the part that's holding me up. The part that's holding me up about it is the fact that, again, there's about a 20-year difference so that if Elvis was still alive, there's records, birth records, and every other kind of records confirming Bob's age. And so that's, that's the part that kind of breaks off breaks up the whole conspiracy theory and why I don't necessarily believe this one. But if you'd like to see for yourself, I'm sure there's a clip out there somewhere. If you just type in Bob Joyce and Elvis, the article comes up about how he refutes that he's not Elvis. And there's also some videos out there that you could probably see and you can figure out for yourself. But me personally, I don't really believe in that one. And the final conspiracy theory we're going to be talking about today is the fact that some people have thought that Elvis Presley was in the movie Home Alone. And the two pieces of evidence that they have for this one, one, the first one I feel like is a bit of a stretch, but they say that if you rearrange the letters in Kevin McAllister's name from Home Alone, it spells out, I am Elvis. There's a bunch of letters left over, so if he was going to put some kind of message or some kind of secret code in there, you would think that he would use all the letters, so it makes sense. But another piece of evidence for this one is that people say that extra that's standing right behind Catherine O'Hare's character is Elvis because, one, he resembles how he would look at about that age and around that time frame when that movie came out. But also, if you're watching the background character, he kind of does a little head twitch like Elvis used to do during some of his performances because it was a nervous tick. And why some people believe that Elvis is tied to this movie is because the coincidence of the director who directed Home Alone also directed the movie Heartbreak Hotel, which is about a kid who kidnaps Elvis to bring to his mother because she's a big fan. And so people link the director, the fact that if you rearrange the name, it is I Am Elvis, and also the background character right behind Catherine O'Hare. And the reason why I feel like this one is just kind of a stretch in general is because, one, you can rearrange that name to spell many different things. And if you're trying to put a secret message, again, I feel like it would be a longer message, or you would use all the letters to try and give somebody a clue that, hey, you're actually really Elvis. Because anybody could just put, hey, I'm Elvis. Or, again, a lot of names, a lot of movie characters that have longer names can easily spell out, I am Elvis. So I don't really feel like that's a concrete or even a piece of evidence that you should pull from. Secondly, people have gone and researched, and they even found the name of the extra that's right behind Catherine O'Hare, and just goes to prove that, again, it's not Elvis. It's just someone that looks like him, and the head twitch is just something that we all do, whether you're trying to chew off a mosquito or, you know, it's just a nervous twitch. It's not necessarily proven that that's an Elvis thing. And lastly, it is a coincidence and kind of interesting to think about how the director, right before directing Home Alone, did a movie about Elvis. But I doubt if Elvis wanted to have a peaceful life away from everybody, that suddenly he would pop up in a movie, a family movie nonetheless, that everybody would watch just to show that he is still alive 
And Silla is doing stuff, which again defeats the purpose of him, if he did fake his death, trying to get away from people and trying to get away from the spotlight. I don't really feel like this would be the situation. And lastly, like I said, I just feel like this one is a bit of a stretch because, again, people loved Elvis. Elvis was an icon, and they just really wanted to see him go out poetically the way he would want to and not the way that he did. And so people just hold on to the memory of Elvis. And these last two, like I said, the second one, I can kind of believe he sounds like Elvis. A lot of people get plastic surgery. Sometimes it's unrecognizable. But like you said, Bob Joyce has come out and said himself, he is not Elvis. He just looks like Elvis. And the records show that he has a birth certificate and everything. And this last one is just a little too far-fetched for me to believe. But that will do it for this episode. I really hope you enjoyed. I really appreciate you listening. And like I said, we're not sponsored. But if you want to learn more about Elvis, maybe it's not necessarily fully accurately correct. But it does give a good timeline. Go see the Elvis movie. I thought it was pretty good. You learn a lot. You get to listen to his music. But again... If you liked it, I would really appreciate it if you gave it a rating or maybe told your friends, share it on Facebook or whatever. And the exciting news, we now have a Facebook page up. So please go ahead, go like it. Tell me what you want to hear. And hopefully soon we'll be able to make that episode for you. But thank you all so much for listening. We'll be back next week with a new episode. And until then, stay safe and have a great day. Thank you for tuning in to the podcast. If you like what you heard, come back next week for another episode as we post a new episode every Thursday. Every Thursday. Until then, stay safe, and we'll see you next time. <laughs>